Hey, I'm Callie Pierce, a multi-passionate creative entrepreneur, coach, RTT hypnotherapist, and healer from way back before it was cool. It's my mission here to help share what I've learned on my own journey to inspire, entertain you, and help you to focus to create authentically, monetize your work strategically, and find your flow because this world needs more of what you have to offer. Are you ready? Good. Let's go to the show. Hello and welcome back to Liberate Your Soul, another episode all about working through emotions. In case you haven't noticed, I'm pretty passionate about working through emotions because emotions have us stuck. But today we're going to talk about it in a little bit of a different sense in that judging your work and your worth when you're feeling kind of judgy (laughs) because a lot of times when we are putting ourselves out there, putting our work out there in the world, we can judge it against other people in our industry. We can judge ourselves against what we think we should be doing by now. And we can just feel all together crappy about the whole thing. Trust me, I've been doing this a long time. I know. (laughs) Something I learned early on in my corporate career was to stay in your own lane. There were times when I would see people doing things that would maybe be a little unfair in the corporate world, and I would just get upset. I'd be like, ah, this is so frustrating. Why do they get to do it this way, and I have to do it this way? But I learned that not to judge, not to guess at why, but merely to keep my head on my own work and just be able to grind it out, like let it go. There's things that I don't understand and it served me so well to be able to just let it go, do my work and do my work to the best of my ability. Now, I wanna encourage you, if you're an entrepreneur or a creative, to do this same, apply this same principle Because you never know what someone is struggling with. Even at a hugely successful level, by all standards from the outside looking in, at a large level, at a huge scale, people struggle. There's pressure. There's responsibilities to meet these giant payrolls, to have the level of production to keep going, to meet expectations, be under more scrutiny by tons more people. And now today in the world of 2022, there's fear of cancel culture. So there's a lot going on no matter what level you're at, whether you're performing at the top in front of hundreds of thousands of people or even just tens of thousands, even just a thousand people watching can be enough for somebody to feel fear and want to shut down and be um, not performing at their best because it's it's scary. Putting your worth on work that hasn't yet been discovered when you're still grinding and maybe your audience is smaller, like 500 to 5,000 or 50,000 even, can often have you feeling like you want to give up before it's time. You can feel like you're at the bottom level of success and success, if you'll remember, is kind of like an iceberg. 
An iceberg is a huge thing. If you go on a little trip with me up to Antarctica and you think about all those glaciers and how huge they look at the surface, but that's just the tip of the iceberg, as they say. Down below the waters is massive amounts of ice. It's Goliath of ice. And there's so much that we don't see. And that's how success is. There's so much you don't see for anybody who can be labeled as publicly successful. They've been working at it for a long time. And there's a lot of failure. I like to think of every failure as a stepping stone of success. It's building up to that iceberg breaking the surface of what is perceived as being successful in work. So no matter how much you feel like you're failing or whatever you feel like you're doing, it's really how long you're willing to keep at it. As long as you're not quitting, you're not failing. Recently, I had a discussion with my husband about my own perception of how I'm doing in my business and what I'm doing in my business, because there's a lot of facets to my business. And as a multi-passionate, I have a lot of um, spoons and a lot of pots, I guess. Is that the metaphor? I don't think it is. I have a lot of irons in the fire, so to speak. I do a lot of coaching. I do a lot of RTT hypnotherapy for women who need to release um, sexual trauma. I do a lot of group coaching work for different memberships. I teach people Reiki. I do so many different things on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis that it's hard to put any type of measurement on what is success. But in my industry, which can broadly be described as coaching, there's so many people who go out there and say, I had a $40,000 day or a $100,000 week, and they just value things by the state of fiscal results. And I'm not a $100,000 a year coach, but what I do, I make a deep impact on my clients. And my husband reminded me that I am not in it for the money. I never have been. I absolutely love what I do, and I've been doing it for free for so many years before I decided to actually make it into a business that it doesn't matter, that as long as I keep going, I'm a success. And actually, he didn't say that, but that's what I know in my heart of hearts. But he just said, like, stop feeling like there's any sort of measurement stick that I need to use against myself because I'm doing what my heart desires. Holding space for where you are now while holding a bigger vision for where you want to be and my own self noticing where I am with the various items that I do on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month basis. I do have a plan. There is a method to my madness and how I serve, but I know that there's going to be growth that is steady, that I'm climbing, that my iceberg is slowly forming, right? I'm improving as I allow myself to feel gratitude for where I am now. Like when I 
have these beautiful moments of transformation and epiphany in my clients' lives, and I'm just so proud of them, and I can just savor it, and I know that I don't want to be worrying about putting it on for a team, like having to pay a team to do these types of things, that I enjoy taking the time to do those personal touches for the workbooks that I put together. And I enjoy taking care of some of the inner workings of production and making sure the value is there and just truly putting it all out there from cradle to grave for my people. It just feels so good. It reminds me of when I was writing my first book and it was that first day when I sat there and I was looking at the paper and well, I guess it's like a blank screen now, right? But there was about four hours of writing time that I had carved out for myself. And at the end of it, I felt so good. But at the same time, I was a little intimidated, like, I'm going to write a whole book. This is just the first day and there's so much, but I just was able to really hold that vision of where I am now and feeling gratitude and pride and awe and humility, but then also awareness that I'm going to be somewhere different in a week from now. And then the second week when I had a huge mess of disorganization and I thought, okay, I'm going to do a spreadsheet to organize my chapters and my references. And then the next week when I didn't write a single thing because that was a terrible idea, I was overwhelmed and intimidated. I'm like, what kind of author makes a spreadsheet? This is silliness. And then there was the second month when I was feeling so inspired as the first draft of my first book was just pouring in from spirit and knowing that it would one day become that book. And indeed it did. It absolutely did. It came together so well. So giving yourself time to honor what you're feeling, even if what you're feeling is a little bit of comparitis and knowing that you might be looking at someone else's um, 10 year iceberg when you're in your two year iceberg, right? You're just beginning because if you're judging yourself for what you're feeling and you're like, okay, I shouldn't be judging. I shouldn't be feeling this way about my work. I'm doing everything good enough. If, if you just push it down, you're going to feel resistance and it will take up twice or even more than that of the energy to hold it back. And you're not going to get anywhere on your journey at all. You're going to be fighting these feelings so much. You're going to be so busy trying not to feel these negative feelings that you aren't letting in the positive feelings either. Those feelings I just described of pride and awe and humility and like letting the work come through you that your work is going to suffer too. Instead of feeling the emotions, doing what you need to do to process them, whether that's stopping your work and having some movement, like going for a walk, doing yoga, or allowing yourself to try another component of creative work, crying, 
having a long bath, talking with a trusted friend, maybe your spouse, if they're understanding, or even calling up someone else who does the same type of work that you do, joining a group, joining a mastermind, but whatever it is that you do, work through it, and then going on to your work and letting yourself keep going even as the feelings are dissipating. Because people who just stop and wait for that perfect moment to feel amazing, they are going to be waiting a long time, right? So, but I also know that people who want what they want more than they care about being perfectly comfortable are going to carry space for all those feelings. They're going to feel all the feelings and do all the things and end up being proud of themselves for pushing through. They don't have to have perfect work. They just have to keep having those um, stepping stones, right? It has to be progress over perfection, stepping onto the next achievement. And maybe it's a failure. Maybe it's a flop. Maybe it's something you can learn from, but you're getting up higher on the iceberg until eventually you break the surface and your success becomes to be tangible and palpable. And it does show up in fiscal reward, right? You are able to see it uh, turn into something that you can be tangibly feeling the results and impact of your work. All feelings are temporary, even the strongest ones. The good feelings are temporary even. The bad feelings are temporary though, but we must master our emotions so they don't control us and they don't dictate when we can work as creatives. If you're feeling the fear and doing it anyways and then having that final finished version of your work, and you're feeling absolutely nervous, like, oh my gosh, it's finally here. And I have been there many, many times whenever I release a workshop, whenever I release a new book, or even a new chapter of my book. Like I just read part of one of the chapters of my second book. It's not actually my second book, but the one second one I think it's going to get published. Um, it can feel nerve wracking because you're like, oh, wow. I, I was really this bold and audacious to think that I could get my work out, but going through and reaching that next level is going to allow you to build the trust in yourself to say, yes, <laughs> I felt that fear and I did it anyway. I survived and I made it. And eventually you're going to have enough trust and enough not only self-validation, but people are going to see what you do. They're going to appreciate it. And what you do is going to make that impact that had you starting your work in the first place. And I've got to tell you, my work in the world has reached that level to where I am getting the feedback from people that has me absolutely humbled and just kind of in tears. Like whenever I think about it and I'm done like with a session, I hear what's happening with my clients and how they're responding not only to the work that we just did, but just in what they heard about me beforehand and how they felt about me from how I'm showing up in different um, areas 
in the places where I like to go and it just feels so good. So I know that just like what my husband reminded me of why I do this, I do this to change lives. I do this to help people know that they are absolutely valuable and worthy and valid, that their life experiences have meaning and purpose, that they're not alone in this world, that they are 100% precious. And I see them and I'm able to take my time and just give that in a way that no one else does. I can express it and it just feels so good. I don't need to be one of those coaches who brags about having a $40,000 day or week or month or whatever it is. Maybe one day that will happen and that would be perfectly fine. All that would mean to me is that I'm reaching more people and that's okay but you sure as hell won't see me making that be the measurement of my success. The measurement of my success is by the women and men who are in tears of joy, of feeling empowered. They're by seeing people do things and get their work out in the world and feel good about it. By seeing people tear down old constructs of what they thought was possible and doing what they know in their soul that they've wanted to do all along. And it feels so amazing. So in the spirit of helping people get their work out in the world, I have crafted a new summer workshop series called Be Your Own Ghostwriter. It is a writing class on how to connect through your writing get your story out confidently. We're going to talk about all the different strategies and how to really write your story that you know is going to inspire and amaze people. We are going to create some awesome weeks together in writing your story. I'm going to help you work through the roadblocks, the stumbling blocks, <laughs> How easy for me to say the stumbling blocks that you might have had in starting your story. Like if it's not already written, then there's something stopping you. So we're going to get to the bottom of that and really work at the intangibles. And as I've been known to do, I will show you the things that you're not seeing. I will offer you that perspective of an external source showing you things that you aren't seeing to help you get it done, right? Just get it done. Just go. It's that easy. <laughs> Just kidding. If it were that easy, everybody would do it, but we're going to work on some really great mindset work and some good strategy work. And you're going to walk away feeling so confident about knowing what to do. Each week, we're going to meet for an hour. We're going to talk about different things with writing your story, whether it's fiction and fun or your autobiography. 
something that you really want to express to the world because I know that everybody's got a story and there's so many people who are afraid of the writing process and it doesn't have to be fearful or heavy. It can be a lot of fun. And in fact, um, some of my most fun times have come from writing. And so, yeah, it's going to be a really great 12-week summer workshop be your own ghostwriter. I will encourage you to go to www.quantumhighways.com slash ghostwriter and you'll find out more details about the workshop there. And I can't wait to see you. We start June the 4th. That is a Saturday and it's going to be great. So Be good out there, be kind to yourself, give yourself that space that you need, and until next time, take care.